I've started something new. Yeah. I've been talking about this for a long time. So remember that before COVID, I did improv, right? Yes. I mean, that was scary. And I signed up for it not knowing there was going to be a showcase. It also just feels like it was a really long time ago. It does. Like so much has changed. Yeah. Did you ever do any shows with it? Never. No no shows. Only one. You're graduating show. Okay. Because that's part of the goal, isn't it? Yeah, that's the goal. Um, well, yeah, I won't force out it, too much. No, no, no. Actually, I think some people go into it because they'd like to do, but other people do it because they're like, I just want to learn something new, or I would like to be a little bit more confident in the way that I show up. A lot of people do it for confidence. Or I was meaning part of your goal. Oh, no, not improv. No, not imp- but you want to do this. But this next one oh, is. Oh, okay. My goal. That's, that's yeah. where I was going with it. <laughs> I mean, I want to make the big bucks, you know? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> with a Netflix show. Obviously. Who doesn't? No. I don't actually. I just want to do it for fun, but I definitely would like to do it for a live audience. So for the listeners who are like, what is she doing? I'm taking a comedy class this time, but it's stand up comedy. <clears throat> okay. It's kicking. Am I allowed to say yes? I you think can so. Say it. It's kicking my ass. So what's really interesting and why I had to tell this story at the beginning was um, I'm actually, we're going to talk a little bit about confidence for our our episode today, but you know, I'm not afraid to say my age 51 and I feel pretty confident in life as most people do in their fifties. I do not feel confident in this class. (laughs) I feel like a child. It's like, it's hard Mm. and you have to get outside of yourself and trust the instructor, trust the process and and when you fail, you fail in front of everyone. It's hard. It's hard. So I just wanted to share that I'm doing it. But there's, uh, it's not what I thought. Joe, I thought it was going to be storytelling. And I'm great at storytelling, but it is not storytelling. That is called long-form comedy. So it will be there if I want to do my show. Huh. But right now I'm learning a five-minute bit. Ooh. So there's this whole formula we have to find, and I'm struggling. So I just thought I would tell you all that I'm learning something new, but I'm struggling. And it's kicking my confidence a bit. Is mm. it fun though? Uh, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Maybe one day. Before, I mean, there's even homework. I actually said to my husband, I can't believe I signed up for something that's killing me, exhausting me a bit, terrifying me totally and giving me homework. <laughs> yeah. You're paying for homework. Is there anything <laughs> that's about wrong. it that's yes, going well? The outcome, okay. well I, I think the outcome. Yeah. Uh, it'll be so great. I, yeah. I will do it. And of course, as you know, with anything, when you learn something new and get stretched, it, right? There's always something good that comes oh, out of it, right? You think you're funnier now? <laughs> no, my husband actually thinks I'm less funny right now because, because I'm you're trying. trying to learn yeah. the process. Because it sounds like it is a process, is right? A process. Yeah. So there we go. I just wanted to update, which will bring us into this. But first, I want to do a shout out because we're going to talk about confidence today. And I coached someone named Tammy, if you're listening, uh, on the, in the area of communication around the confidence of what we say. And it was awesome. So our whole session was about her getting ready to, to talk to her boss about how she felt she was ready for a promotion. But you know how, if you say that too soon in some companies, or if you say Mm. it the wrong way, it sounds maybe to the listener, like really just ask for it. Not always that easy. So I was like, well, first of all, do you believe you, you deserve this? Yes. She's like, I absolutely, okay, then go in with that confidence. But we had to role play to get it to come out right. Because what we noticed was she was doing things like, so I'd like to talk about this uh, promotion kind of maybe and sort of, and never mind, I don't have to anyway. <laughs> That's, I'm mm-hmm. exaggerating, but it's how, it's how it kind of came off. Have you ever had that before where you say something and you like, take it, almost take it all back? Oh my nerves. gosh. 
I so I'm having a hard time coming up with an example in my That's own okay. life, but oh, the story that I else. always think always of easier for someone <laughs> yeah. else. The story I always think about. Um, one of our coaches, Dana, she tells the story. She was coaching a client. I think he was maybe asking for a raise. I can't exactly remember what yes, the end thing I, was. He was. He went in like let's just say he was asking for like a ten thousand dollar raise. By the end of it, he had taken all of it back. He ended up like getting a demotion by yeah. the end of the conversation <laughs> because he just totally talked himself right out of it. Right and it's it. like that. I just we all laugh at this, right? Like we're all like, oh, my gosh, that's so funny. But it's true. Like I totally do that. Yeah. You know, it's like you get so like, yeah. wait, what am I asking for? Yep. What do I need? And yeah. Yeah. So the value for her was practicing. And at first, you know how it is when people make you role play. You're like, yeah. stop, please don't make me do that. Don't you feel that way? Yes, I do. I, well, I Ooh. did. I'm a believer in it now, Yeah, but I remember being on the other side of it thinking, really, you're making me role play and this isn't real. The truth is it will be real. And so the win, the shout out as she did it, her boss actually totally agreed that she was ready. And she just texted me afterwards and she was like, I, that conversation came out of my mouth exactly how I would have wanted it to because I took the time to prepare with you. And it was a great coaching session. Isn't that great? Mm -hmm. I love that. Ah, it's like my favorite. That's a super high as a coach where you're just like, I mean, it's not my race, but I'm, and it's not my promotion, but I don't care because it's like my client. Yeah. Feels so that's good. great. So I'm going to step into our segment now where we talk about a personality myth. And what's interesting about personalities, as we love to talk about, is when you, it's not just about work and it's not just about yourself, but when you actually learn about your partner, the, their personality, if I, I have found that I have a better weekend. Yeah. Because I understand how they tick. Weekends, people, people fight on weekends. Do you agree? Yes. I didn't mean that to be so emphatic, but yeah, Yeah. it's like, it's like you approach. Yes. Yes. How you approach the weekend is very different. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And you're together more during the week. You, you likely have your own things going. No, that's a really good point. So the structure's gone and then you're together more. So the approach makes us fight. And what I learned, I'm just going to go right back, right to the, the, the J and the P the last two, but even if it's a different personality and it's about, disliking decisions made and having a plan over the weekend versus people who don't like a plan over the weekend. They fight the whole time because this person's like, please decide, let's plan out the whole thing. And the other person's like, God, I just kind of want to go with the flow and kind of see what happens. So that can cause tension right there. So if you understand that your partner is a person that likes structure on the weekend, or you understand that your partner is a person that doesn't like structure, what do you do about it? Mm -hmm. Well, what you do about it is you kind of combine. You have a conversation ahead of time about, I might say something to the planner like, all right, so what are two things that you would like to be for sure done this weekend? Like, And then as long as you make sure that there's space too for me to decide to be spontaneous or maybe on Saturday night, there's no plan. And I let you know kind of what I want to do, but Friday night's planned, you get it? Mm -hmm. So I think you fight less when you understand what stresses the other personality out yeah, and on the weekend? I think what feels like much bigger gaps when you know the personality, I feel like it's a lot smaller. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like you want your whole weekend to have to be like this and I need my whole weekend to be like this and this is completely like juxtaposed weekends. A lot of times there's these small shifts that can happen in small between. Shifts. Like Saturday yeah. night, we're not going to do anything. Right. Friday, or right. We Friday, are. we're going to plan something out. Right. Yeah, it's so true. And you actually said something that also reminded me that it makes me blame the person less. I know It's not like... 
it's Adam's fault. This is a bad weekend. It's like, no, I'm understanding your personality, which is a part of who you are, which is why we're frustrated that I want to learn to understand better so that we don't fight. It's not Adam. It's Adam has a personality and so do I. Yeah. Well, since you're talking about Myers-Briggs, I think the N and the S play into this too. Maybe even more because there's the like going into the weekend, plan or no plan. But then in the midst of the weekend, the the N is like going with the flow in terms of like the vibe or the feeling of what is happening. Whereas the S is like, but this was the plan. And so it's like, well, yeah, but now all of a sudden like things are different. <laughs> and so there's the sticking with the plan versus ad- so- adapting mm-hmm. to what's happening Sometimes it's like the weather or the mood or the like, are we can we have a conversation about being flexible for us? It came over food a lot. It was like, well, we had this certain like meal planned and now it's like (laughs) none of us are in the mood for all that work. Like, right. Let's just go. And it took us years to figure out how to like smoothly do that decision. Yeah. Yeah. So I think just listen to who your partner is, have that conversation and maybe have a better approach to your weekend. That's it. All right. I'm, I'm excited today because we all have topics as coaches that we're super passionate about. And I have a few episodes throughout sprinkled around this topic, but I am going to talk about confidence today mm. because it's my favorite thing because, because it changed my life. Part of it is it's part of my narrative. Um, so I'm going to talk about an introduction to confidence today. That's where we're going to, that's where we're going to go. So first, um, here's where, here's where we're going to start. The problem that we have at least the problem that I've noticed and even having my own children is that they step into things into their life or I step into things in my life and everybody's like, go ahead, get out there. Just be confident. It's similar to the advice, be yourself. And sometimes that's not always helpful either. It's like, it's not tangible enough. I feel the same way about confidence. When someone says, get out there, come on, just be confident. I'm a little bit like, I remember being like, how? How, like, what, what does it mean? What does like, that mean? You know, and then I start trying to make my own decisions based on what I think I see in others. Mm-hmm. So I really took a step back in life when I went through this process and thought, how do I help others know what that actually means? Like, what does confidence mean and how do you actually feel confident and show confidence? So that's really, that's really where we're going here. So here's my, here's my story. So you're going to get to know me a little bit. Uh, I know the listeners are, are, can't wait to get to know me more. That's what's happening right now. No, it's great. Um, I started out uh, in my first real career. I had a bump, bump, bump. People always tell me, ask me, did I like find this career right away? I'm like, no. 27 was my first real job, real job. And I was asked to be a communications coach for a company where we flew out and helped doctors, so specific, who were representing either a new therapy or a drug to help them come across more confident, really. Mm. Presentation skills. Um, How do they interact? How do they prep? All those things. This opportunity was given to me and I had absolutely no experience at all. I I tried out for it because I had a natural little something that someone saw when I was actually trying to do a cake auction. (laughs) And there was, you never know who's in the audience. There was an owner of a company in the audience and he came up to me and gave me his card and he said, you have a little bit, notice he said little. <laughs> he said, you have a little bit of a natural way in front of people. And um, I'm hiring right now. And I'd like to know if you'd like to show up in Connecticut and try out for this job. And I remember thinking, who are you and what are you talking about? Like, who does that? Who just, 
you know, and I just had baby number three, by the way. And so I felt like nothing but a mother. I felt very like, you know, like not very professional in that stage of my life. So I said, yes, reluctantly. I was afraid. I will tell you, I was afraid. I went through six months of training, maybe seven months. I was hired with reserve when I did my audition because I was a little bit too smiley and they weren't sure if I could bring the seriousness into the situation. Are we surprised by that? Well, I mean, I just, it's so funny. I think it's just because I know you now, like I'm just having a hard time picturing you being hired with reserve. Like, and I'm not just saying that to like boost your, you know, ego, but like truly Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my God, Sunday is incredible. And you were hired with reserve. I was. That is really interesting. It's interesting too. If you ask them to move them past reserve into sold, they'll tell you it was the fact that I was teachable. They were like, you never resisted with ego. You were never like, I did that. Or, you know, anything they told me to try, I was like, all right. And so that's really honestly where, how I feel like I've gotten through my whole life. Wow. It's been like, sure, let me try it. Even this comedy class. Sure. Let me try it. I'll just keep trying. And I feel like it keeps growing me and Mm. making me successful in the areas that I want to be successful. So yes, with reserve, got through all of that. Lots of learning the fundamentals of communication and the basics and it's hard. So you have to get out of the training room someday and have show up for the client. So I did. Had my first client in Miami, and I believe that they were neurologists. That's at least what I remember. I had a lot of neurologists, I mean, or maybe I only had one ever in my whole life, and they all felt like neurologists. <laughs> I'm down for that story. <laughs> they all start to sound the same after a while. <laughs> oh, what are you, a nephrologist? There's like all these. <laughs> a lot of ologists. <laughs> There's a lot of ologists out there, and he he's like, "You're going to go on the plane to Miami, and you're showing up," and I'm like. All of a sudden, like I was thinking to myself, I'm showing up as the expert. I now I'm 28. I'm I'm 28 years old. How the freak am I the expert? And my boss was a wonderful trainer, and he was like, Sunday, you have to remember, this was such great advice to me that no one is asking you to be a neurologist. I know that sounds so dumb, but you're like, Oh yeah, because you're feeling like they're so smart and they're so educated that you're like, how in the world could I compete with them? But he's like, no one's asking you to be that. It's like, step number one, that was great to hear. I don't know why I was kind of thinking I needed to be, but I was feeling that. I feel like that's very common though. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you're like, you're really good at this. You're really smart. Like you're a great doctor. You're a great fill in the blank. And then there's automatic intimidation from it. It, Totally. And interesting on that very same note, my sister went to apply to be a nanny for two doctors. And she calls me and she's like, I'm so nervous. I'm so intimidated. Oh, they were just, and I was like, Hey, remember that no one's asking you to be a doctor. (laughs) You applied to be a nanny. You applied to be a nanny and you're (laughs) an expert at that. Yeah. They aren't. And she was like, I'm an expert nanny. You are right. Yeah. It like totally reframed it. It's like a good grounding Yeah. Remember what you're the expert in. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So I was the expert, even though I still mm-hmm. felt new, I think that was where I was tripping up. But he was mm-hmm. like, compared to the neurologist, no, none of them have sat through seven months of training only on the area of how you come across. So you are the expert showing up. I was like, true, true, true. Then he said, I want you to buy an amazing suit, feel so good about yourself, 
And then I want you to look yourself in the mirror. Like, and I just want you to tell yourself it's that stupid Saturday Night Live thing, except I'm not, not cheesy, <laughs> but it's very similar where he was like, just tell yourself that you are smart and that you are an expert and that you can do this. Mm. He's like, look at yourself like that person. Oh, and he goes, and then stand in front of the room, lock, find your first pair of eyes, which we'll talk about later, which is around skill sets. He's like, use the skills you've taught. That feels very much like Return of the Jedi. Isn't there like a use the, isn't there a use the force, the great? Honestly, I have you no not? Idea. I'm like, I've watched them all, but I'm not a big Star Wars okay, person. Well then, yes. Forget that. <laughs> <laughs> I am a crazy <laughs> fan of Star Wars. So he said, use the skills and begin. So of course, you know, I didn't sleep the night before, right? Of course not. But I showed up. I did everything he said. And I stood in front of the room. I locked into my first pair of eyes. And I said, hello, my name is Sunday. And I went from there. And it was, it was good. Like, now, am I better now? Yeah, of course. But they only had one frame of reference, and that was right there. And it was, they they were like, this is interesting. And the feedback form afterwards were like, I learned something. All I wanted them to do was learn something at that age. I was like, just one person learned something, and nothing went wrong. Nobody asked me a question that I didn't know the answer to, and I survived. By the way, can I just tell you what I did on the way home? And then I'll move Please on do. to this. Night. Okay. I was so tired from all I the days of adrenaline. Yeah. That I have a very clear memory of sitting on the plane, and I never do this. Tell me if you guys, I hundred percent fell asleep on the the shoulder of the guy. Oh, listen next to me. That Hilarious. that's so funny you say that. I had a recent experience where I was traveling by myself. I was very stressed. I was alone. All the things. I was so tired getting on the plane going home, and I a hundred percent. I dozed off. I woke up and my head was totally on his shoulder and I was mortified. I looked at him and I was like, I'm so sorry. And he was like, it's fine. I love like, that we, we share this. That's so funny. But he, I mean, he was very kind about it. He was like, only it's okay. a kind person like, would let you. Truly. Right? Truly. That's oh true. my gosh. Yeah. Joe, would you? For the record, I do not share the experience of falling asleep <laughs> on the man beside my shoulders. Just want that out there. Right. <laughs> to the person that I did that to, oh. I'm still mortified. Me too. Because that was, <laughs> I think I slept the whole flight. Yes. And yes. then I remember when we landed, I, I remember thinking, I didn't even know where I was because I was so tired. Yeah. And it was like this bopping of the head. And then I slowly lifted my head. And then I slowly turned my head and looked at him and I thought, Oh my God. <laughs> and he said, You were clearly tired. Like Aww, he was so he was sweet. sweet. Yeah. But that is a very strong. I don't think I've ever slept on anyone's head ever again. No. Head, head, mm -mm. head shoulders. Shoulders. Head and shoulders. This <laughs> is not a paid advertisement for head and shoulders. <laughs> no free shout outs. <laughs> so, uh, moving that story aside. What I observed through that mm. um, through that experience, and this observation did not come right after that. This is called moving back <clears throat> and noticing myself. Was that inside? This is this is what I observed. Is that there is people ask me all the time: Is internal confidence come first, or does external confidence come first? So I think every person probably has their own answer. But for myself, I learned a new skill. I tried on the skill. And I stepped into that physical confidence that he taught me. And in turn, it made me feel more confident, which began over time to change my internal confidence. All of a sudden I was like, bad, woo, you know, like you are good at this, but it didn't come through 
telling myself that I was good at it. It came through trying on the skill. And over time, I was like, so for me, it was, and then you know this, that uh, years and years and years later, Amy Cuddy came out with her TED Talk on Fake It Till You Become It. And of course, she's a PhD. She basically said through her study what I lived out. I was so exciting to watch that too, because I was like, there it is. She sang it. And so she's like, fake it till you become it, which was like, sometimes we have to physically do something in the space that we're in to make either others notice us or to feel more confident. And then over time, there you are, just shining like a little star, feel more confident. Now, do I think that there's internal work that always needs to be done? Absolutely. And did I have to do internal work? Yes. But I would say that more people, if they could learn some skills, physically how, what comes across as confident over time, they will feel more confident. That's it. That was kind of the, that's like my baseline start of my confidence journey.